to Raging Witchcraft. Okay, my witches and bitches. So, hello and welcome back. Um, so, today we're going to be getting into quite a few different topics. Um, I had one topic that I wanted to talk about, but then realized I probably couldn't drag that on for a good like 45 minutes. So, um, we are going to start off with. Um, different things with witchcraft and the aesthetics of witchcraft and American Horror Story Coven for those of you who are lovers of that season um one of my favorite seasons I actually just finished watching that season not too long ago um but one of the things that I wanted to you know get started with is the aesthetics of witchcraft and like the the etiquette that comes with witchcraft so a friend of mine and I were literally just talking about how, oh, you know, I should talk about foraging and like finding um, herbs and plants and flowers and everything that you can use in your practice and how to, you know, properly or properly take them and thank the spirits and whatever it may be. So that kind of got me spinning because before we even get into like etiquette of like thanking spirits. I wanted to get into the etiquette of cemeteries because it sparked a memory. So not too long ago, um, I went on a little bitty cemetery trip um, for a client. I was doing a curse removal for a client and the you know final basis of that spell, I had to go to the cemetery to finish what I was doing. I'm not going to give you guys too much, too much information, but um, just know that my curse removals involve me going to the cemetery. <laughs> so... Um, but I had gone to the cemetery and I was walking around and, you know, I didn't say anything to anybody because by the time I had gotten home, I like completely forgot about it because I was way too focused on the conversation that I had with, um, so I, (sighs) we're backtracking. Um, I've told you guys before how, when it comes to the cemetery, cemeteries have one or two spirits who tend to like look over the cemetery when it comes to like the other spirits and things like that. So um, I've told you guys about Steve. So Steve had actually met me um, at the beginning of the cemetery. So once I got to the cemetery, he was already waiting. He always walks from the same area. And I don't know why he always walks from the same area because his mausoleum is on the other side. So like it just... It's always weird. So he always walks like straight ahead. So when you walk into the cemetery that's down the street from me, you walk into it and there's a trail going straight and then there's a trail like on your right. So like you turn right and then you go straight down. Um, Going right and going straight down is usually the way that I go because I, I walk past his mausoleum and, you know, sometimes he will be waiting there and sometimes he'll be walking that straight path like coming to meet me. Um, so he like, he came to the cemetery or he came to the cemetery. I I got to the cemetery and I seen him walking. So I kind of like walked a little bit slower and then, you know, put my offering in the tree and, um, he met me at the beginning of the cemetery and he, you know, we were just catching up cause I hadn't gone to the cemetery for a while and I felt really bad because, um, I've just been so busy and so caught up with like client work and readings and patreon and all of that fun stuff um that i just i haven't had the you know time to really you know go to the cemetery and enjoy myself and enjoy the spirits and you know all that fun stuff 
So we were just catching up. We were walking around and um, I told him, I was like, I'm here because, you know, I have to bury this. I have to finish my spell work. And he was like, oh, cool. Like, I'll take you to where you should bury it. And I'm like, wait, because the last time that I did a curse removal, he had me bury it next to his mausoleum because he was like, I got it. I will watch over it. I will put the energy into it. Like, you don't have to worry about it. Just do it on you know, the, the property and the space of my mausoleum. So I, I can, you know, keep up with it. And I'm like, okay. So when he was like, Oh, you know, I'll show you where I want you to bury it. I'm like, you don't want me to. Oh, okay. 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 Well, first and foremost, we're going to backtrack real quick. First and foremost, um, a little bit of offerings, 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 offerings. Whenever you are going to a cemetery, especially as a witch, you are like it, it is meant and it, it's inevitable. Like you need to leave an offering point blank motherfucking period. You need to leave an offering at the beginning of the cemetery on the gate by the gate. Personally, mine doesn't have a gate. So there's a tree. There's a twin tree, actually. Um, I don't know if you guys know what that is. A twin tree. It's it's one tree, but it's like split into two. So the bottom of the tree is where that V is. So I always put my offerings right there. But your babes always bring an offering for those spirits because if you don't offer them and you're walking on their grounds, they're not going to want you there. They're not going to respect you. So always bring an offering. Always, always, always. Um, and it sucks because all of my past offerings are gone. And I just, I really hate that because I know the spirits didn't take it. When it comes to me and my offerings, I always do it. It's like, um, you guys remember when I had my TikTok and when I lived at my old apartment, I was always going to the river. And whenever I went to the river, I always left my offerings in the same spot. It was kind of like hidden away, um, you know, by the creek to where like, no one would really like even if you were sitting there doing something like you wouldn't really be able to see it um and I would go back and my offerings were gone and I'm just like I know that this is not the spirits because you know the spirits know that I like to see my offerings pile up because it shows my appreciation towards them and um so like my offerings were gone I'm like what the fuck anyways anyways so I put my offerings there I put an extra offering there because of the the fact that you know my shit was gone um so I put an extra one there and I was walking with Steve, you know, he was showing me where he wants me to bury it. And we walked past this little plot and it's in the middle of two gravestones. And he's like, right there. Like, I want you to bury it right there. And I'm like, Steve. And he's like, listen, it's, it's by a tree. Nobody's going to touch it. The ground is soft. It's the perfect spot. And I walk past this tree every day. And I'm like, Steve, why I just like I'm looking around like this is literally like in the center of the cemetery like if somebody were to come into the cemetery I would be seen you know like I I like to be able to do it in spaces where you know I'm not (laughs) I'm not being watched um but he's like listen trust me just go ahead and do it the longer you take you know if you take too long somebody might end up coming like you just hurry up and do it so I hurried my ass up and did it so Um, instead of like turning right back around and going home, I decided, you know what, like I'm here. I haven't been here for a while. Let me just kind of like walk around for a little bit with Steve and just like say hello to the other spirits and, um, just kind of like bask in the fact that, you know, I'm back in like the cemetery for me is like, the only way I know how to describe it is like, it it feels like home. (laughs) It feels like home. Um, and genuinely, like, that's the only way I can put it. And I'm sorry if you guys don't understand that. But for those of you who do, you do. As a death witch, like, 
it, the cemetery is like a part of me. Um, so I'm walking around, you know, with Steve and then I hear something and I look over and I see these kids that are just kind of like, number one, they're walking over the graves, which pisses me off because I'm like, granted, yes, these spirits, some spirits like aren't aware, but there's a lot of spirits who see what you're doing. You're literally walking over someone on their resting place. The last thing spirits want that I have noticed personally, um, I just, it's, it's disrespectful to walk over somebody on their resting and like in their resting spot. Like who, who wants that? Who wants that? Because bitch, if I was alive in that fucking coffin, I would tear my way the fuck out and grab somebody's foot and be like, don't fucking walk over me, you bitch. Um, genuinely. Um, (laughs) so, um, I just, I don't know. It's, it, it, it pissed me off. And so like that kind of like drew my attention to them. So I'm like paying attention and I'm watching them and they go sit on a fucking grave and they're taking pictures of each other. Now, mind you, like I know a lot of people who take pictures in the cemetery and like I am one of them. I take selfies in the cemetery, but that's because I have permission. Any gravestones that you see behind me, those spirits have given me permission before I even took that photo because if I didn't it they would make it very known and they would tell me no that you know like it just that photo would be fucked up in any type of way if they said no and I still did it anyway um so to those people at the cemetery I really hope your pictures were fucked up I hope that they were ruined um because that was really rude because I'm like looking over and I see the spirits like standing above them to where like where they were taking their pictures like mind you they're sitting on gravestones taking fucking pictures and i see these spirits standing around like pissed off and i'm like if i was a spirit i would be fucking pissed off too because who the fuck are you who are you like never in my life will you ever catch me sitting on a fucking gravestone taking pictures there's there like that's another thing like there's a bunch of places in the cemetery like this cemetery is fucking huge there's a a crap ton of places in this cemetery where you can sit down and you can take a picture and you can be successfully out of the way of any spirits or grave sites in that picture but no everybody wants it known that oh i went to the grave or i went to the cemetery i'm on a gravestone i'm on a grave site who wants to take a picture at a cemetery when you can't even tell you're at a cemetery these days right I don't know. I think it's just, I, I genuinely think that it's rude. It's just, it's rude. And it, it made me mad. And I'm like looking at Steve and I'm like, and he sees me looking and he's looking over there too. And I'm just like, what the fuck? This is not cemetery etiquette at all. When I mentioned that if you're going to sit here and you're going to take photos, videos, whatever it may be in a cemetery, you better get permission. And if you cannot speak to those spirits, look for a fucking sign. Look for a fucking sign ask for permission no matter what i don't care if you're not a medium i don't care if you're not a psychic i don't care if you can't hear see them sense them whatever look for a fucking sign if you have to because these spirits deserve the same respect that us living humans do and that's really sad um speaking of humans um you guys remember that mediumship reading that i did a while ago um really long time ago i did it twice for um this client and their child and their child the second time around was like can i stay with you um and that child has since been here everybody is doing good um the 
the house spirits in the basement are getting a little pissed off, um, which rightfully so, because I'm getting pissed off for the same reasons. But these are reasons that I can't really voice because I don't know who's listening to this and I don't know who knows who. Um, but just know it's within my family and within my home. Um, but yeah, so we're we're getting a little we're getting a little aggravated, and these spirits are starting to listen. It's getting to the point where like I had I have to tell these spirits like please don't please don't fuck with you know the people in this house right now. Just like I don't I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with that. But I'm getting to a point where I'm just like you know what fuck it go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I mean the spirits in the attic. You know, um, <laughs> Lucy is doing great. Um. Luna is doing great. The hound is doing great. And the hound is starting to get lonely. And it makes me sad because it's like, I, I really want to get a dog this place. I really do want to get a dog for this place. But at the same time, it's like, it's hard because I'm very picky of my dog. Like, you know, those um, TikTok videos where people are like, um, like my scary dog privilege and shit like that. Like that's, I want my scary dog privilege. I really do. Because... I'm home 24 seven. Like I just, I would love to be able to go walk my dog and have nobody stare at me or look at me in any type of way because my dog looks scary as fuck. Um, I really want a Doberman. I'm not going to lie. You guys, I really want a Doberman. Dobermans are so beautiful. They are such beautiful dogs. And you know, me being home as much as I am, I like, I have the access to, you know, give a dog as much activity as it needs. And do the things that need to be done you know just I just want a dog so bad so bad and I had it's so crazy because I actually had a chance to get a cat the other day which it it did fall through um I can't I can't even be mad though I can't even be mad that it fall through fell through because um a friend of mine her sister um was like being forced to get rid of this cat and this cat his name was Salem it's a boy he's a little over a year old and he's a black cat you guys and Saffron just turned two so they're like close in age and Saffron's been wanting a cat to play with or something to play with because Nala just hates her guts still yes yes guys still to this day Nala hates her fucking guts they always fight these cats I will never catch them never catch them like playing ever if they're no they're um they're they're fucking they're just they're fighting um but (laughs) other than that um no it's just I really want I really want another pet I really 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 do and me being home as much as I am because I work from home you know it's like it's not like I'm gone all day it's not like there's this animal is gonna be have to be caged up all day no I work from home and you know that dog would be able to get the love and attention and activity that it would need um so if any of you are in the upstate New York area and know anybody who is ha- like having puppies or any adoption places, because I've looked at the places near me and they're just, they're, they're pieces of shit. Um, seriously, like they, they just, they don't have any type of animal. And I'm just like, what, what, why are you just, what is this? <laughs> um, but Sorry, guys. I just blew smoke into the microphone. Um, anyways, but yeah, so I would I really want that scary dog privilege because I don't want to be fucking looked at. I don't I don't even know how I got on this subject. I really don't. How the fuck did I go from talking about cemeteries to scary dog privileges? And I don't I don't I don't know. Um, so anyways, um, 
So I just finished watching American Horror Story Coven. Now, first and foremost, one of the biggest things with this um, season was and is something I personally, as a white person, don't feel comfortable talking on because it's not my place. But Papa Legba, um, there were a lot of issues with that and with how they portrayed him and things like that. But again, as a white person, it is not my place to speak on that. But I do want to point that out because a lot of people you know, in the POC community did, you know, point that out and had big issues. Um, if you are curious to know why, I would definitely, you know, get a hold of somebody within the POC community and ask them about it um, rather than listening to a, a little white person talking about it. Um, but other than that, um, so I had just finished the season and my favorite, I will say that my favorite part of this is the seven wonders because it's like, it's, it's it's captivating and this season you know we all know how witchcraft is and we all know how witchcraft movies are like the craft for example um practical magic things like that like i feel like practical magic was in the most part pretty realistic because they did a lot of spells with herbs and tinctures and rituals and like actual shit but when it comes to like American Horror Story Coven, you could tell, like, with the Seven Wonders, telekinesis, I fucking wish. I genuinely fucking wish. Um, Other than that, um, what else? Like, teleporting, I fucking wish. Bringing the dead back to life and, you know, fixing them up to where they can walk, talk, do whatever. Like, I I wish. I wish. I fucking wish. Um, So, I mean, it's inevitable that like things like that are going to be dramatized because it's just it's what production companies do it's just it's normal but I I mean like it doesn't fray from the fact that I completely enjoy watching it because it it's a good season and you know love the actresses in that season love how they portrayed things like the supreme and the coven and that's another thing having a coven so when she was explaining that that coven was a um how do i what did she say like a safe space a haven a haven she said it was a haven saying that it was a haven for young witches i loved that because a lot of people nowadays like there there are covens that still do exist to this day and a lot of covens that you'll see are more Wiccan than anything, more Wiccan than pagan and more Wiccan than just a witchy coven, you know? Like, you know, you have people that get together and go do spell work and go do this and go do that and have like little divination parties and this and that, which I absolutely love, but that's not a coven. You know, the the covens, quote unquote, these days are more Wiccan, more rule set, more, um, more strict on who they allow in which i mean i can completely understand because like it's it's supposed to be a safe space but is it really a safe space once you actually get in you know is that really how it works or is it just kind of all over the place rules and you know judgment and this and that because like everybody asked me like oh my god i would love to do like i know people you know where i live who are like i would love to do spell work with you and i'm just like uh no I'm a very independent witch. I'm a very isolated witch. I like doing my work by myself. I like, you know, having that freedom of being by myself and not worrying about, 
you know, if this person is going to judge me or not or whatever the case may be. Um, But, I mean, other than that, like, I just, I don't know. Because, like I said, and not only that, so when, I hate bringing it up, but talking about TikTok um, or covens in that matter. So one thing that remotely was close to having a coven was discord discord is something that you will never catch me use (laughs) not only because of the fact that it's like all over the place and too much for me but it's also a place where witches got together and decided to collaborate with each other and say fuck everybody else We're going to judge you. We're going to talk shit about you. We are going to put you on blast. We are going to do this. We are going to do that. We are the supreme, basically. Like, people on Discord, it's like they... They thought of themselves as, like, the supreme. And that's the only way to really put it. It's like they got together in this big fucking group and they were like, you know what, fuck everybody. We're, you know, the hierarchy of this shit like you can't fuck with us and it was just it was horrible it's absolutely horrible um so just knowing that you know there's like actual covens and then you have the makeshift covens it's it's just beyond me it's beyond me but at the same time like humans are going to be humans you can't do anything about it people are going to be people humans are going to be humans people are going to fuck shit up that's just who they are you know there's always going to be that one person there's always going to be that person that's like you know what i'm the boss of this shit even though they're not um because i know like listen i know that when i was on tiktok i thought i was hot shit i really did i really did and i live up to that and i will you know i will admit that i did i really thought that i was hot shit was i no not at all not at all i just it made me feel good that a lot of people trusted me because of how blunt and straightforward i was and that kind of really got to my head and as much as i did enjoy it i just i deserved that downfall in a way definitely not the way that it happened. definitely not the way that it happened but i deserved that downfall in a way because you know i just it was getting to my head and that was like spirit's way of being like hey bitch no you need to calm the fuck down and you need to humble yourself um because i did lose a lot um with the way that it happened but either way you know shit happens and it happens for a reason happens for a fucking reason and i will say that ever since i left i have been great but on a better note um other than that Other than that, so we have the coven aspect of things, we have the supreme aspects of things, we have the, you know, the dramatization of everything because obviously, like I said, witches, or not witches, movies are going to be movies, shows are going to be shows. It's inevitable that they dramatize those things because they want to make it look good. They want to make it seem like, oh, you know, everybody should be doing this or everybody should look into this. And I, I feel like that season of American Horror Story actually really got more people to come out about who they were and to come out about like, hey, yeah, I'm a witch. Like, I practice this and that. And it got the ball rolling. Like, it it really did. Now, it didn't get the ball rolling with everybody, but it got got a decent ball rolling with a lot of 
new age witches and that's kind of where a lot of the new age witches came from was even watching that you know watching that season because they saw that season and they're like i want to do that so they looked into it and you know here they are a lot of them are still practicing and i give them so many props for that because for the new age witches watching that season of american horror story um for you to want to get into witchcraft because of that and then you do and you see what witchcraft is actually like because it's nothing really like that. The only thing that was remotely close was the little room that they had where, um, I forgot what they called it, but like they made all of the tinctures, practiced herbalism, this and that, and third. Like, granted, if somebody gouges their eyes out, y'all, um, I'm sorry, but no tincture is going to bring their, their sight back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but, <laughs> and then when she was reigned supreme, um, she um not gouged her eyes out god the first time was the acid and then she um myrtle did like the tinctures and then killed you know so and so and then took their eyes and gave them to cordelia and you know that was that and then she gouged her eyes out again because she wanted her sight back now listen that's something that i want to talk about so that kind of sight that is psychic that is psychic a word for that would be psychic and it's really interesting to see how they portray that in that show because of the fact that, like, people do that with their sight. You don't have to gouge your eyes out for, you know, that sense of clarity like that. If you want to touch somebody and see what you need to see, that is psychic. That is psychic. Um, and not only that, it's a very practiced form of divination. Like, you, there's, it's a lot of work, it, a lot of focus, a lot of energy. Um, but it is, you know... A psychic ability to be able to see things like that um and not only that like i've had spirits touch me and it, it doesn't necessarily happen with humans with humans i just get um how do i explain it it's definitely not visions like that but with humans i i get a sense like i feel the feel like oh how do I explain this? So, okay, for example, in the show, when they were doing the Seven Wonders and um, Misty was stuck, right? Um, and she had to continuously um, dissect that frog over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? How she felt in that moment. If I touched a human, I can feel those feelings. Um, and I can get a sense of what it came from, but I can't, it's not, so much as a visualization as it was for Cordelia in the show. Um, see, because it, it ties together, but it ties together in different ways. All of these things are just very, very different. But I do, I do like that show. I really did like how, you know, they portray things the way that they did. Because, again, like I said, dramatization, it's going to be, it's going to happen. But I, I do like it. I did appreciate the show and I did appreciate you know their take on witches even if it wasn't correct um because it's a show you guys it's a popular show just like any popular witch movie like the craft and practical magic and Sabrina the teenage witch I I would love to have a talking cat but is that gonna happen no but you know what I can hear what my cat thinks if she has something to say I all I have to do so it's funny enough this is actually something that I do and you know my everybody's home right now so I really hope that they're not hearing me because I sound like I'm gonna it's gonna sound like I'm nuts um 
but with me being a psychic medium um one of the things not only with the sense is like i can also hear thoughts so like with spirits sometimes um if a spirit is in the in-between sometimes all they have to do is think and i can hear their thoughts rather than them trying to you know speak to me because in the in-between it's a little bit harder for me to um, hear them and understand them so they think and i hear those thoughts um it's honestly one of my favorite things to do i just i i, I really do and sometimes i can you know it's it's oh it's always something to work on like your abilities are always something that you need to work on that you need to practice and you know do the work and put the effort into it because like i know that i could be a lot better than what i am now but i just need to practice i need to put the time forth and i need to put the effort into it and i just need to practice but um because yes sometimes i can hear what people are thinking about me is if i say something to my man sometimes because it, it always starts with the people that you're closest to um so like for example my boyfriend if you know i say something to him there's a lot of times where i literally like right before he even says it i know exactly what he's gonna say because i heard it because you know how like in life uh, not in life but like in the human world when we talk we think about what we're saying like we we how do i say it like we hear ourselves as we're speaking so we know exactly what we're saying right so it's like i can hear that before it comes out of somebody's mouth i, I really hope that makes sense but as for my cat what you can do or what i do is um i hold her i hold her i connect with her energy and i hold her and i listen I listen and a lot of the time it's it's more of um sometimes i won't even speak back to her like if i hear a thought i just like think a thought back and she'll just kind of look at me like what the fuck bitch did you just really hear that like yes the fuck i did yes i did <laughs> so like holding your um cat like for example nala my familiar um i do it the most with her because saffron is just a little petty bitch and just is all over the place all the time um but with nala um i'll hold her and you know she hates being held but sometimes she'll let me hold her and when she does let me hold her i'll sit there and i'll listen and that's kind of just how that goes um but you got you know if you want to know how your pet is feeling another thing that you can do you guys if you you know can't do what i'm explaining is you can pull some cards pull some cards with how your pet is feeling what your pet wants to tell you and this could be you know oracle or tarot sometimes i'll do both sometimes i'll start with tarot and then i'm like okay i don't understand what you're trying to tell me with this specific card so let me grab an oracle card to you know make it a little bit more specific and it's very 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 helpful very helpful um but i mean if anything you guys i do offer familiar and pet tarot readings it's on my booking site so if you want to know how your pet is feeling and you feel like you can't do it yourself i definitely offer those i just need your pet's name um to connect with them and sometimes you know clients will actually send me photos of their pet before i do the reading and they're like hey like this is what this is what she looks like or this is what he looks like and you know i'll sit with the you know photo for a little bit before i do the reading and i'll kind of like meditate very very quickly with it because like i've said like meditation isn't my biggest strong suit um but i will look at the photo and i'll like connect with the energy and things like that before i do the reading and then i'll do the reading and sure enough cool um honestly like pet readings are one of my favorite things i really love doing them because they're so lighthearted and just so um 
so helpful. Like, it, honestly, I've found that people who get pet readings from me, those pet readings help a shit ton more than a reading like for themselves because, you know, we all know we all want to know what our pet's thinking. We all want to know how our pet feels. And, you know, we want to make sure that they're comfortable and they're OK. And they, you know, blah, 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 blah. Speaking of pets, mediumship readings. Um, this is something that I've gotten asked before is um, if I offer mediumship readings for people who have their um, have, you know, lost pets. Yes, I do. I do. I actually do. Um, this is something that I do offer and trust and believe you guys with pet mediumship readings tend to get more information out of pets than I do normal everyday spirits. I'm not going to lie. Like, um, the hound in my front yard, the, um, the house hound, um, (laughs) the house hound, um, he is very vocal about how he feels very vocal. If he wants an offering, okay. You want more water in your offering bowl? Cool. All right. All right. The yard needs to be cleaned up a little bit so you have more room? Okay. All right. No problem. See, like, pets are very vocal. Very vocal. Um, pets are actually a lot more emotional and more vocal than humans, which is something that people usually would know, but they are. They're actually very, um, very emotional and very mo- much more vocal than humans, and I really love that about pets. Um, but other than that, (laughs) I kind of want to end this off with a reading for you guys. So I'm going to pull my cards out real quick and we are going to do a quick little reading to end this off. This is just going to be a collective reading. So you guys already know when it comes to collective readings, just take what resonates. If it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate. That's perfectly fine. It is collective, so it's not going to be for everybody. And please don't force it to be for you because if it's not for you, it's meant to not be for you. So here we go. Bottom of the deck right now is the five of cups reversed and the top of the deck is the wheel of fortune. So somebody is going through manic episodes and then getting a little bit depressed and then feeling better and then getting a little bit depressed and then feeling better. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. I'm sorry. There, There's a, it's, Listen, it's retrograde season. I I, I feel for you. But anyways, here we go. For the collective. Can I have a couple cards for the collective? Okay, we have the Hermit reversed. The Page of Cups. Ooh, your inner child. And then last but not least, we have, oh, shoot. We have the Eight of Swords reversed. So, babe, so your inner child wants to be free. Your inner child wants to have fun. Your inner child wants you to have fun. So basically, a lot of the time, your inner child will give you the emotions that they want to feel. They want to feel adventurous. They want to feel like they're having fun. They want to have a good time. They want to be a little bit childish sometimes. So the Hermit Reverse with the Page of Cups is telling me that um, this is not just your inner child. This is you as a whole. Okay, your inner child only plays a small part in this. So there's a part of you that genuinely wants to get out of your shell and really go enjoy life and do the things that you want to do and say what you need to say to this person and, you know, be emotional towards this person and like be upfront and tell this person the truth and to just 
there's a lot of things that you want to do right now, but you're not doing because you are surrounding yourself in this like cloak of invisibility because you're too scared. Now, this feeling of being scared is coming from inner child trauma that genuinely does need to be worked on. Um, again, y'all, I do offer inner child readings, um, but either way, with the Eight of Swords reverse, it's telling you, babe, the only person keeping you back is you. The only person keeping you back is you. Nobody's going to judge you the way that you think that you're, you know, you're going to be judged. You're creating false realities and facades for yourself. You're telling yourself, okay, this person isn't going to feel the same way or this person is going to judge me or I'm going to be looked at weird or this or that or whatever the fuck the third. Okay. The only person holding you back is you. This cloak of invisibility is a cloak that you gave yourself. Nobody gave it to you. You're giving it to yourself. So the important thing here is to drop that cloak, say what you want to say, do what you want to do, and do it proudly. Be idealistic, okay? Be idealistic. Get out of that box. Get out of those restrictions because you're the only one who is chaining yourself up. Your biggest enemy is your mind, and you have to work on that, okay? So I feel like that was a very sweet little reading. You, you've got this, babe. You've got this. If this resonated with you, you've got this. Um, but yeah, so other than that, I am going to go ahead and let you guys go. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this past blue moon. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really am, you know, looking forward to getting more into the podcast this season. Um, the first couple of weeks were pretty, pretty hard um, because I didn't expect to start the way that I did. Um, we had a lot of complaints about my last episode, so I deleted it. So, you know what? Fuck you guys. Listen, life is life. Everybody's going to have complaints. And sometimes, you know, this podcast was was made for me more more than anything. It was made for everybody else, but it, it's, it's my podcast. So I'm not going to let anybody judge me. I'm not going to let anybody tell me what I need to talk about on my own podcast um, look out for next week because we have a surprise guest coming on and I'm really excited because I miss her. Um, there you guys go. I gave you a little hint. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed this and blessed be. No, because who does this witch think she is? 